Welcome to the show. We hope you have a blast. Thanks for making time for the Dealer Talk Podcast. Another business leader, here's a penny for your thoughts. This ain't a regular conversation, baby. This that Dealer Talk. What up? Welcome to another episode of the Dealer Talk Podcast. This is your host, Herb Anderson. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today on the program, we have Meg Brazel with us. Meg, what's going on? How you doing? Hey, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. Super excited to have you on the show. This is going to be an awesome conversation. Um, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. I am stoked to be here. This is awesome. I love it. Yeah, no, great. I'm, I'm sure we're going to have an awesome conversation. I, uh, you know, we were off this past week. I was actually on vacation, so um, ah, I'm refreshed nice. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> ready to go. Ready to roll. Yeah, for sure. Did you go anywhere? or Did you just stay stay home? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I should say it publicly because it, <laughs> that's it, fair. It, it, but, but yes, yes, I did travel. I know it's a little irresponsible. I get it, but you know, I just uh, it's been a crazy year, and it just. I, I needed to get away, and I'm glad that I did. I took a lot of precautions. Yeah, you're allowed to go if it's responsible, right? Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. I I had a really good time. I I don't regret it. So good. Um. Uh. So what's going on? I mean, I I kick things off with with a background. So how about you start us there? Let us know about you. Well, so I've um, I've only been in the car industry five years. It's a pretty short time, I guess. I think a lot of people you hear and they've been doing this for 20 years. Uh, for me, it's been just over five and uh, kind of stumbled into the industry just as most people do. No, not not many kids grow up saying, I want to be a car sales guy or girl. <laughs> so um, as with everybody, I think you just kind of stumble into it. And I was a waitress for years and didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, worked a few different jobs, tried to find my career and, uh, you know, talked to the dealer principal here. Um, I knew her from hockey and uh, we just got chatting. She said, well, you know, I've got a part-time reception position available. And I said, well, I've got full-time job right now. So no thanks, but I appreciate it. A few months later, I was not super happy and thought maybe I needed to change and called her back and asked if maybe that position might still be available. And she said, well, no, but I've got a position in sales. So she got me hooked up with uh, the GSM and uh, here we are five years later. Right on. So yeah. I love, I kind of love those stories, but at the same time, like you said something that was, uh, it's kind of one of my biggest pet peeves in the, in, in like in the beginning of, of your, of your story there. And that's the, nobody grows up saying, I want to be a car salesperson or, um, I know it sucks, it's sad. Man. I know because yeah. it's a great job. It's it a great is. career. You I know make a lot of money too. You know what I mean? So it's yep. like, um, like why, why, why not aspire to be that? Why not aspire to be an Ali Rita or, or one of these, these oh. dudes that, you know what I mean? It's so cool that you say that because you're absolutely right. Like there's so, there's so much potential in this career and it's very entrepreneurial in a lot of ways where you can kind of build it yourself and do what you want to do and really, you know, make, make it, make the job about you and around you um, and your, your career and goals and whatnot. So it's a great thing. I just don't think people talk about it. It's like, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? You hear a teacher or a lawyer or a doctor and you just, people don't talk about it, but it's a fantastic career. So, I mean, I, I don't know why people don't aspire to that for sure. Yeah. Well, we're changing that. 
We're going to, that's the goal. I want little kids in kindergarten when they ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to sell cars. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm in. (laughs) We're going to do it. Um, Yes. (laughs) All right. So, so let's talk a little bit about, about your, your kind of your entry into the car business. I'm really curious to get your perspective because I mean, five years seems like, like, you know, a lot of people, especially these days, you don't see a lot of resumes where somebody that's been in a, in a position for, you know, for, for that length of time, even though when you look at it at the span of a career, yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot more, um, I'm sure, in your, in your journey. But, um, you know, how has, it, how has that been for you from like, you know, day one to where you are today? Can you tell us a little bit about kind of the span of that time? Oh man, absolutely. I, um, you know, it was interesting when I first interviewed for the job and was talking to my general sales manager and, uh, he, he said, well, talk to me. Like, why, why do you think you could work here? And I said, I honestly have no idea. I, I, I don't know anything about cars. I don't even know what I own. I, I don't know what engine it's got. I don't know how many kilometers are. I have no idea. Right. So I, I just didn't know anything about the industry, nothing. I had never bought a new car in my life. I had only bought one pre-owned vehicle in my life. So it was very much kind of a shock to the system coming into the industry and um, not knowing anything. But my my big thing, and it's the truth, is that I'm willing to learn anything and I'm super excited about it. And I love people, really, really good with people. So let me let me see what we can do here right so it it transitioned a little tough at first because there's so much to learn right Mm -hmm. especially if you're not a car girl especially if you don't know anything about anything and it's like I remember uh talking to my used car manager and being like what's the difference between a Civic and an Accord I mean they're both cars right so like how crazy is that (laughs) how crazy is that this coming from the from the person that just had like Civic month you know I was one of the content that you put on and I was like, "Wow, that's such a great idea." <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's just about growing, but then it reminds me that there's a lot of people out there that are like me, right? That don't know anything about cars. They go car shopping, they've got no ideas. So, it makes me want to over the years it made me want to kind of be that person who could help people out that were like I or that are like I used to be. Uh, which I think is super cool, right? There's a lot, I get a lot of customers who come in and they, you know, I'll tell them that story and they laugh and they say, oh, good, I feel more comfortable now because I don't know anything about anything. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, does that, does, that's a great, huh? I, I like that. I kind of like that perspective. Is that something that you've used that, that, that has, you know, especially when you were, you know, uh, a green pea, like fresh, in the role, you're like, hey, you know, we're we're in this together. We're gonna learn this deal together. <laughs> I absolutely used it. I I used the new kid card for probably longer than I than anybody ever should, but uh, <laughs> it worked for me. And uh, the cool thing is, is that I'm quite stubborn, so I won't give up until I have the answer. So if I don't know something and somebody asks me a question, I'll go talk to a tech or talk to my boss or talk to a coworker and find out because. Because I need to know. I need to know so that in the future, I know the answer to the question, right? So, yeah, yeah I, I used it all the time. But people love it. And it's it's true. It's like somebody that you can relate to, right? It's mm-hmm. not that that person that you've, you know, that's that knows everything about everything. It's like, oh, well, I can relate to this person because they, they're in the same boat as me. 
Yeah, no, for sure. That's definitely, you know, it's a, I don't want to say tactic, but it's definitely, <laughs> it, it creates, um, you know, it's a bonding thing between you and the customer, right? If you, if you, yeah. if you play your cards, right? Um, okay, so what about, how has it been? Because we've been talking, um, I've had a couple of different people. I just uh, did Jeff Bounds the other day and we had a really good conversation. That wasn't specific about the car business, but it was about personal you know, development and success and all these things. And, 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 um, you know, I've had other conversations this season that are, uh, you know, specific on development. And so I'm, I'm glad to have you on the show in particular to kind of pick your brain on that, on that side, because of your, you know, kind of your newness to the, to the industry. Mm-hmm. So, um, how is that, how has that transition been, um, you know, from, from, like you said, not knowing and having to learn a lot at once and, and, and that whole deal, like, because, and the reason I ask is because there's there's a lot of talk about oh car dealerships don't train and uh, you know you go, you kind of get into this role and it's like you know uh, good luck sort of a deal sink or swim type of a situation um, has that been your experience or you know talk to us not about, even about the support yeah. and all that not even in the slightest I've had um, quite the opposite experience uh, from what most people have in the industry mm-hmm. and I'm realizing that more and more the more that I connect with professionals in the industry and more salespeople across Canada and the US that it's such a different world than what I grew up in I feel like I was very very lucky for the dealership that I landed in um, you know management here is unbelievable they they train us all the time. We're constantly coaching and training and getting better. We're um, constantly helping each other out. We've got a super small team. I mean, four salespeople, used car manager, general sales manager. So we're tight knit and we're all out to help each other out. So the training has actually been very, very good, you know, desking a lot of the deals to the manager in the beginning. And that's kind of where you all start. And slowly it's like, okay, I closed a deal on my own. I closed a deal on my own. Those people felt right. And you just kind of slowly transition into over years into becoming your own salesperson, but a very advanced salesperson, mm-hmm. which, uh, which I absolutely love. I love what we do here. And, and even when you, you know, you're five years deep and I'm currently the senior salesperson here, um, so it's kind of cool, but five years deep, there's still stuff you can learn. So mm-hmm. your your training and your your repetition is always going to be good, and always you're always going to find out. Oh, my coworker said this this way. That's kind of cool. Maybe I'll put that in my back pocket for next time. Right. Yeah. So it's super important. Do you still work on the on um, you know kind of like the basics? Um, do you guys still go over that in, in, in training sessions and things like that? Yeah, I mean, our, um, our training, our training is back to the basics. That's what we call it. <laughs> so awesome. It's perfect. Yeah, we actually, uh, on Friday mornings, we'll get together and have, uh, you know, come in a little bit early and have a sales training session. And it, it was literally right before COVID hit, we were working on the greeting, the greeting of all things, but like the most important part yeah. of the process, Step right? One. Like yeah. so, so huge, how you walk up to somebody, how you greet them back in the day, how you shook their hand, how, you know, like eye contact, the, what you say, how you say it, tonality, bringing them back to your workstation. So many little things go into that one moment that break down barriers and help people uh, want to do business with you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love that. And, you know, I don't see a lot of that. 
I hate when I when I make these kinds of statements because it sounds like I'm generalizing. Um, but I don't see a lot of that, and I, and that's one of my frustrations and why I've been talking a lot about about you know the the development this season on the podcast is because I feel like we don't put a lot of emphasis on the basics, man. And it's like you know like we gotta we gotta do this deal all the time, right? We gotta go back to the basics every time. It's the same expectation that you would have from a professional sports team. It's the same kind of mentality. You gotta be in the same yeah. that, that same rhythm. You know what I mean? And so um, I find that the stores that do that and, and, and you know, some sort of a variation, right, uh, is um, th they're just better. You know what I mean? There's just no other way to say it. They're just, they're just a little bit better, and that gives them a little bit of an edge. Um, and so, I, you know, it's cool that, that that's the experience that you've had. Um, I have to ask, you know, and I don't know, is this maybe a, you, um, apologies in advance. It's a question oh. of, of – <laughs> of, of ignorance and, and, and trying to understand, but um, being a, a woman in the industry, um, how has that shaped or not shaped your, your role, your, your view on, on, on the, on, you know, just on, on salesmanship and, and how, you know, the perception from customers as well. It's a super great question. No apologies needed. I'm super open to that one. <laughs> um, it, it's, uh, it, it was one of my biggest fears going into this, not because I was afraid of dealing with anybody or being a woman in the industry or being kind of like, uh, um, you know, it is a male dominated industry. So I wasn't afraid of being a part of that. My biggest fear is that, like I said before, I'm stubborn and I really, really like to know what I'm talking about. So I was afraid of, kind of I hate to say it this way but the ball breaker who right on you know just just won't give up and you're like I, I don't know the answers to your questions because I know that I don't care who you are and I don't care if I'm a female or not if I know all the answers to your questions I'm gonna impress you it doesn't yeah. matter who you are right there's no way you you wouldn't be impressed Love so it. Yeah. um it, it, it's it's been challenging at times but honestly, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And maybe that's my mental state and how I how I view it, because I, I don't I don't feel it in a different way. Um, I just act like everybody's here to buy a car from me and everybody wants to buy a car from me. So, um, yeah, it's it's been a challenge here or there. There's definitely times where tapping in a manager who is a male is like, well, you know what? Sometimes people just need to talk to them. That's cool. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Um, but it's, it's been a challenge at times, but overall, nah, it's been great. Um, I, I, I kind of put myself above though in a couple of ways to say like, yeah, well, I worked in the shop with our head technician a couple times, right? I did oil changes. I did break services so that I could learn those things um, and really have good knowledge of the industry so that I could, I could present myself in the way that I wanted to show myself. Right. Yeah. So, no, I love that. I love that you talked about the, the knowledge portion, because I think that a lot of times it's easy for, for people to just kind of, kind of have that, that perception, like you said, like, Oh, you know, it's a male dominated industry. So I'm never going to, you know, like, how do I move up in this male dominated industry? How do I, and, and I, I think that the answer to that is, is what you just said. It's, it's about the skill. You know, if you got the mm -hmm. skill, it's very, it's, you can't be denied. You know what I mean? It's just, there's, there's just no, no other way around it. You know what I mean? And so I like, you know, that's a, that's a really good perspective. Um, have you used that as an advantage? 
like with customers in particular? Is it, do you feel like it, it gives you a, you know, if, absolutely sort of it does. Yeah. Absolutely it does. Um, you know, being a female, there's a lot of females out there that say that they would prefer to deal with a woman because yeah. of the perception around the car industry and the perception of, oh, a, a male will treat me a certain way. Um, it still exists. The, the, the talking down to a woman or talking to the husband, if there's a couple there um, and not talking to her, even though it's her car, right. it still exists, which blows my mind. I'm like, it's 2020. Like what is going on? But uh, it's still out there. So I think people are refreshed. Um, our dealership is different. We, everybody here is awesome to work with. So it's not an issue with us, but I've had a lot of women say that they're happy to work with a, with another woman and they feel more comfortable. I've also had a lot of men say that they are more comfortable dealing with a woman because it doesn't feel as much like a fight. It feels like we can just have a conversation we can still negotiate and go through this, the paces. Right. Mm -hmm. But it feels less like you have to have a fight about it and more like we can just chat about it and kind of get to where we need to be. So I found that interesting the first few times I heard that. Yeah, no, I, I, you know what? It's, it's, I kind of, I, I kind of see it. Like it's, it's, uh, it could be very refreshing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, um, you know, again, back to your point, like if you have the knowledge and you you can answer the questions and, and, you know, kind of talk to the customer, uh, um, about the product in a way that makes sense that answers all their concerns then 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 you're gonna you're gonna get the deal right so that's that's yeah. awesome. um okay so kind of moving things along i wanted to definitely talk to you about social media for sure cool um because i i've been following your stuff and i really really like what you're doing i think it's you know some of the things that you're putting out there are, are extremely creative um, and I definitely want to want to want to kind of go into some specifics here. But before we do that, I, I want to talk about about like the the how how you got started in in this deal. Like, what was it about um, social media that you said, "Hey, I gotta I gotta go down this path." And and in particular, because I see a lot of people, a lot of our our our, our brothers uh, to the north, um, <laughs> kind of. Uh, uh, really taking on social media. Like I, I've had you on the program. The Dodge father was on here who, who, yeah. who, who's had a lot of success and I've had some others. Um, and I'm seeing a, a lot of that, that going on in, in your neck of the woods. And I'm just, um, I'm, I'm kind of like, what is it that, that, you, that, that got you going on this path? Like, what was it that you saw and you said, Hey, I gotta, you know, there's something here. I gotta, I gotta invest in. Well, it's been, um, I've been on social and kind of ish doing social for work, basically since I started, I'd say, probably within the first year of starting in the industry, I started kind of posting something here or there. Um, I've yeah, always been Facebook page or I didn't have a Facebook page until this year, actually. Wow. So I had I had an Instagram account, I turned my personal Instagram account into my your Honda Meg account. Um, and I had, I posted some videos on Snapchat stories, uh, here and there and, uh, actually sold a car from that, which blew my mind. Um, but, uh, I've got lots of, um, we're a small community here and I play a lot of sports. So I've 
you know, I've got a big community of people that know who I am. So it was no a no brainer to me to involve those people in my work life and let them know I sold cars. But it was mostly just Instagram and a few Facebook shares here and there on my personal page. Uh, it's funny, but what actually was well, not funny, it's obvious, but <laughs> what actually uh, sparked all of this to really go down the rabbit hole was COVID. Uh, I got laid off for six weeks. And during that time, I was losing my mind and bored out of my tree. And I started doing puzzles. And while I did puzzles, I started listening to your podcast. And oh, wow. <laughs> listening to I, I stumbled upon your podcast, I don't remember where, but I stumbled upon it and started listening to your conversations with other people in the industry. And I was like, this is the way to go. This is the future. This is what we're doing here. I got to step up my game. I really have to change what I'm doing. So, and I was like, I can do that. And my biggest fear before was not being able to be consistent, but I figured, you know what, let's just do it. See what happens. Who cares? So came back from being laid off in May, uh, sold a ton of cars. It was super busy in June. I created my Facebook page. So I've only actually been on Facebook, um, as a business page since June. And it's been super, super successful. So, yeah. and then that's when I really started creating tons of content daily, po well, try to be daily posts and, you know, got on LinkedIn and just kind of went from there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like, oh yeah. man, that's, 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 that's so cool. I, I love that you, and it's not because it's my podcast. I mean, it could have been, <laughs> any, you know, any other podcast out there, but I love that the medium was there. And then you were able yep. to get the information and, and, and actually execute on it and, and, and kind of see the results and the benefits on it. So, um, you know, that's, I know that's why I do it. And some of the, the other folks that are out there putting content out, I know that that's why they're doing it too. So, um, so was, was there, you know, like, how did you overcome the, the initial step, right? Because that's always the thing. And for anybody else that's listening to this, that's kind of teetering with the idea, like talk, talk to us about that. Because I was, I was listening to this motivational thing this morning when I was working out and the, the, the speech was, was, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it was talking about danger versus fear. I think a lot of people get those two things mixed up. You know, it's dangerous to put your hand in a bag of rattlesnakes but fear is something that lives in your mind. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's no fear in that. It's just, it's, it's up here. So if you, if you can overcome the, the psychology of it and actually do the thing or move yourself into the direction of fear uh, and overcome it, then you're going to get some, some rewards. And right now with social media, what, what's so imp important um, to me is that it's a channel of distribution. You know what I mean? It's like having TV. It's like having a network that, that would have cost you thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars in the past to build a brand. And now it's free and you can do it. Yeah. And the audience is there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so um, how did you get to that point that where you said, I'm going to do this and you started in video number one? Um, so it really comes down to just, it's weird to say it this way, but you kind of have to make fun of yourself a little bit. So for me, if I overthink something, I will stumble and stumble and stumble and make a mess. What I was finding was that when I would record a, a video, and then this is back before I started really doing things, record a video, want to post it, but then thought, ah, that wasn't quite perfect. I'll redo it. And then the more I redid it, the worse it got. 
So the first video was always the best take. And so what I've taken from that was that this is the way I am. And this is honestly the way most people are. I mean, we're in sales for a reason. There's not a lot of people who can walk into a showroom, greet a guest that you've never met before and be amazing and just welcome them to your dealership and, and just kind of go from there and, and, you're on you're on your feet right like you're you don't Mm -hmm. you're just rolling with it so as salespeople, that's our best asset so you have to use that right um so once i realized that it was like well i don't really care if i make a mistake if i screw up and say something silly or you know like trip and fall there was one video where i actually slipped on the snow and fell in a video and i just posted it because it was funny and i was like you know what people are going to appreciate it and uh, it is what it is. It, people aren't perfect. And I think people actually appreciate that human, you know, it's it's not robotic. It's not scripted. It's not perfect. It's a little bit human. People can relate to that more. So to answer your question, it was just, I just kind of got okay with making mistakes, being okay with what I looked like um, and making fun of myself and uh, not rewatching the videos because it was painful to rewatch them. (laughs) (laughs) Just post it and hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that too, because I, 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 I always like to ask people like you that are on the program, like where's the ROI for you? Because that's always a conversation that I have, especially with decision makers. It's like, ah, oh, that social media stuff, it just it doesn't work. You know, we don't sell cars off of it. I mean, I'm yeah. like, well, I mean, it depends how you look at it, man. So, I mean, can you attribute sales directly to your efforts? Is it more engagement? Is it more referrals? Like how, what, like when you think about, okay, because you're, you're continuing to do it. So I must assume that there's, there, you're finding some measure of success. Um, so what, the, what does that look like for you? Um, actually direct measure of success is very, very small. Um, so, a you know, direct people coming in off my Facebook page or off Instagram, I get them. Don't get me wrong. They exist. But for the most part, it's the, the, the chatter that I hear outside of work that you, that you don't expect that tells me that what I'm doing is working. So I had one customer who came in and said, you know, so-and-so told me to come see you. He actually shared your used car pick of the week with me. And I was like, oh, okay. He was like, it's the vehicle that I was looking at and now I want to buy it. And he bought it. So that was cool. That kind of stuff is like a direct, a direct return. But when you, you know, you're at the grocery store and somebody goes, hey, you're, aren't you Honda Meg? And you go, oh my goodness, <laughs> how do you know who I am? You're, that's, that's the kind of stuff where you're like, my posts are reaching a lot more people than what I actually think. And you can watch your insights on Facebook and Instagram and keep an eye on that stuff. But you really can't ever know for sure how far stuff is actually reaching. Somebody sitting on the couch and shows their best friend who they're hanging out with your video and said, look at this video. You don't get to track that, right? Mm -hmm. And when a friend that I haven't seen in years says to me, you know, I saw her, saw her out in, I can't remember where, but saw her somewhere. And she goes, oh yeah, your video about the pilot, you said that. And I'm like, just that was just a subtle little like oh yeah so you watched my video oh, though watched it yeah <laughs> but i've never seen i've never seen you like a post but that's okay there's nothing wrong with it but the 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 big thing here is the long game right you're getting 
you're getting you're looking at your insights you're getting engagement that's the most important part and i am getting referrals from it and i am getting people sending me messages and talking to me um i'm still fairly new at it so i think that it will it will increase you know sure. it's only been what seven months now so mm -hmm. i think it will increase but the big thing for me is it's a long game thing that's how i look at my entire career i'm not here to sell a car today and that's all i'm thinking about i'm thinking about the future of selling you and your sister and your best friend and your son a car uh so social media is the same you have to look at the long game it's not it's not a today and now thing it's it's a the rest of your life kind of thing. Yeah, no, and it's uh, a couple couple things that I wanted to interject there because you said a couple of powerful things that we we really haven't elaborated much here on the, on the on the program. Number one is you talked about the the you know the recognition part of it, and that's really what social media should should be for people in in the space. It's not about being internet famous because it does you no yeah. purpose if you get you know a million likes or hits on a particular piece of content because. You don't have that amount of people to sell a car to, right? I'd rather <laughs> yeah. get a post that gets 100 likes and maybe you get 10 interactions like comments and you're talking to people. Um, to me, that's way more worth it than, than, than the former because, you know, you're going to get a sale from that. You know what I mean? Those are Absolutely. local people in your backyard that you can sell a car to that can drive to your place of business that can go, that can go visit you or whatever. So um, I, I like that you that you referenced that, and that's that's that in itself is reason to keep doing it. So if you're getting if you're yeah. getting that and stuff, if you're getting that kind of a, of a, of a impact, you know you're on the right track. The other thing that you mentioned that that kind of caught my ear is you talked about the longevity, man. I I love that piece because we don't think about that video that we put out, you know, I don't know five weeks ago, but that's still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That video is still there, even though that, that 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 commodity might not be available. People can still see that piece of content, and they can see um, you talking about it, and they can see how you how you communicate the message of it. And what that does, it, it creates it it, it kind of makes you into an authority, right? It makes you into an authority of yeah. your brand, your product, your industry. And for now, I'm not going to say that this is forever, but for now, because there's not, you know, it's not like everybody's doing it and it's just, you know, we're, we're kind of saturated. It's a differentiator. You know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. There really aren't many people doing it. Yeah. And so when you are the person on there, you know what I mean? Like you and, and other people like the Dodge father that, that are like in there doing a day in and day out, man, it just, it, 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 uh, it you're going to sell more cars. I mean, you're just going to win more that's that's it right and you know i get customers come in who are my returning customers who are saying oh i loved your video on that or even somebody else's returning customer said oh i saw your video on that and it was really cool or you know i didn't know that about abs or whatever it is right it's, it's like people people are watching and paying attention and it's going to sell you cars in the long run you're mm -hmm. absolutely right right yeah yeah yeah, I and uh, you know to that video that I just saw that the ABS video uh, a couple like okay. I, think, I think it was a week ago or so, and I was like, dude, that's it. That you know, like talk about you know people like oh you know they're being educated by that information, and when it comes to them, maybe they're not going to buy today, but when it comes to them purchasing a car in the future, they'll they're, they'd much rather buy that car from somebody like you because they've listened to, they've heard, you know, they've gotten value from you than 
than a rep at some some other some other Honda dealership, for example, in this case, because you know it's the same product ultimately. So I just now I'm going with the product, but I'm also buying the person that's going to sell me the car. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. that experience. Yeah. Uh, so what 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 has been your biggest kind of lesson? And I know you said seven months, but you know that's you know there's still like something there, like some sort of takeaway for you when it comes to building your own brand. Not just not so much in the social media aspect of it, but the personal brand building part about it, because that's what you know that's 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 what you're doing here. You're building your personal brand within within the space, you know, within this this vertical of of, of the auto industry. Yes. Um, so it, it, it is all about building you, yes, a personal brand. And I think I was doing a pretty good job of it before uh, I really got into social. So that really helped things along because, you know, people, people are coming to see you for the experience you build and people talk. We're in a small town. People talk. And it's a, it's the biggest thing here. And uh, you, if you create such a strong experience for a client, they're coming in, they're talking to you, they're um, they're enjoying their time here. I mean, I'm all about let's make the car shopping experience fun. It doesn't have to be stiff and painful and stressful. I mean, it can be, but it shouldn't have to be. Right. So I try my hardest to make every experience light, relaxed, fun, no pressure, enjoyable. And that makes people happy and happy people come back to you and happy people tell their friends and their family and their coworkers about you and happy people want to work for you. They want to send their cars your way. I have people tell me all the time, if it weren't for you, I'd probably have bought something else. And that's, that's the end game there where you're like, wow, I made that big of an impact on you. It's huge. And staying in touch with your customers. I mean, I've stayed in touch with my customers in multiple different ways in, in w whatever I think would be best for them, you know, commenting on their photos on Facebook, watching their kids grow up, that kind of stuff is really cool. Um, you know, service department emails, the typical things, the phone calls and follow ups. But, um, you know, my one year anniversary cards that I send out with the, their picture from when they bought out the car. I mean, it's yeah, it's snail mail, but people love it. It's cool, right? Sure. So um, stuff like that, I was kind of building my brand before. Uh, and now I've just kind of um, pumped it up a bit by mm -hmm. putting it online, I think. But yeah, it's all about it's all about building you and making making yourself visible to people so that they know who you are, you're top of mind, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Would you say that that with social, um, it's allowed you to scale? You know, because for example, like my, my myself, I'll use myself as an example with a podcast, right? Um, you know, I reach a lot more people in the industry as far as you know dealerships than if I were to go to I don't know. Um, California, right, and and start going to, to to talk to dealers, you know, on a just knocking on door sort of a deal. Yeah. So the same thing applies here. Like if you're selling cars um, and you're doing all the things that you're supposed to do, right? Like the the the, the you know you're sending your Christmas cards, you're making calls, you're 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 friending your your customers on social media, that sort of deal. But then you start to create content. What you're doing now is you're kind of accelerating that process or that. Not the process, but you're accelerating your 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 recognition within your market, and um, it it just allows you to reach more people. You know what I mean? That's ultimately. Absolutely. 
I mean, are you are you starting to see that now, seven months into this versus what you were doing for the past four years? Well, for the last four years, I've been I've been speaking to friends and family that already knew me. In the last probably, I'd say the last two months, I've started getting people who, and I said this today, it was actually pretty neat. People who are following me or liking my page or finding me, people that I don't know. And when you're in a small community, you know everybody. So mm -hmm. even if I've never met you, I've heard your name or we, we've got a, you know, a friend in common or something. And I'm starting to see after seven months that these people, I'm getting people following and liking my page that I don't know, which is, I think, probably one of the biggest um, things to be proud of because it's like, well, these, now it's really, you're right. It's accelerating the process. It's mm -hmm. getting your name out there and people who you know, don't even know you have never met you. They want to see you too. Before it was like, you know, friends and family supporting you. And that's cool. Now it's, it's really getting out there and uh, exponentially, which is super yeah. cool. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I love to hear those stories because it's just, it, it's, you know, if you're paying attention to the right things, you know, because there's the, the vanity metrics that I, I, I kind of wrestle with, but the, the, if you're paying attention to the right things, um, you're, you'll start to notice that and, and you know it's, uh, it kind of validates the effort it kind of makes you you know like because sometimes you, you this happens to me like you know the other day before i went on vacation um i didn't want to do a podcast i really didn't want you know i was like done it's been a really crazy year i just wanted to go and but i was like no i gotta do it because you know that's it's 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 part of the deal right and and so yeah. when you if you're committed to it and you're doing it on a consistent basis um I don't know. I just feel like like you you start to to see that that come back and and those things are. And it just validates the work, you know what I mean, that you're putting in because this is a you're not getting paid to do th these pieces of content. You're not. You, it's, it's a labor of love, you know what I mean. You you care about your industry. You care. Obviously, you you're hoping to sell a car from it in, in some way, shape, or form. But you're not. To your point earlier, it's not like you were like, okay, I'm going to record a video to sell a car right now, you know. So. Um, yeah, I, I like, I, I like that you're, you're paying attention to those things. I think that's, that's pretty cool. It's, it, it, that means you're going to continue to do it. Um, you know, yeah. so. I, I, I love it. I think that, um, I think that the big thing is, you know, you want to educate people and help people out. And like you were saying earlier, educate, education is everything, right? And people don't, don't know half the time. They don't know what they don't know. And the internet is an insane place where you can find too much information. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in my opinion, let's, let's bring, let's bring people to a place where they can get safe, reliable information when they don't have to walk through the doors if they don't want to, which is kind of my goal, right? Yeah. I want to help people understand, understand the industry so that they feel more comfortable. So, um, on that note, let me ask you about, um, I'm not going to say quality, but the, 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 What's the word like the 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 basis of the content? I guess for for lack of a better term, um, like when you say, okay, I'm going to put a video out there. You know, what what are you looking? To, you know, is this, is it because you had a conversation with somebody about X and you didn't know what that was, and you went and found out, and you said, oh wow, this would be great for me to share with, you know, now now in, in the place that you are with my audience, or to put it out there for somebody to to pick up, or is it based on 
on on what like you you know like how do you come up with the stuff that you're like okay this this is the piece that I'm that I'm I'm going to talk about today um I <laughs> I've for the last few years actually had a book that I've been writing ideas for videos down for years and the fear of the little red button mm -hmm. um and actually posting it out there and my fear of I'm not super techie and I'm not great at like stuff like editing or understanding anything computer wise. I I'm actually, I dislike it. So uh, uh -huh. that was a big hurdle for me to get over to just say, you know, you got to figure this out. You just got to do it. But I've had a book for the last four years of ideas that I've been writing down. Um, and I think, I think you're right. I think it bases out of, interactions with customers you talk to how many people in a week and the questions that some people come up with that where how many people talk to me and say well should i put winter tires on my car what's what do you think meg and i'm like okay well i'll give you my advice and then you you think about it and you're like well why wouldn't i tell that to everybody right mm -hmm. And I've had people, um, you know, I had a, I had somebody today pick up a car who's never used cruise control. It's 2020, but she's never used cruise control. She's never had a need for it. She liked driving her car the way she drove it. Um, and there was no need for it. So I had to explain cruise control to her, you know, and we, we don't think about those things because we think we're so accustomed to, to the process and mm -hmm. to what we do on a daily basis that you, you know, the dealer jargon, which is kind of a mini series I've put out is it's a big deal to me because like people don't, people don't know what we talk about. They don't know these terms. So I figure why not put it out there? People are also afraid to admit that they don't understand something or don't know something because they're talking to a professional. So they think, well, she knows everything. I'm, I'm just going to pretend I'm and go along with it. And I want to break down those barriers because it should be okay that you don't know what ABS is or why you should put winter tires on your car. It shouldn't matter. Right. So that's kind of the basis is talking to people and really taking pieces of what they ask me and what they need to know out of it and putting it into social media. Yeah, no, I think that's smart. You know what I mean? Because to your point, if you had a conversation with, with, um, you know, customer X that spark that, that, um, you know, that curiosity for uh, on the customer side, and it allowed you to explain it in a way that that um, satiated that. I think that there's going to be more people out there that feel that same way. And if that person, um, you know, uh, got, got got the the answer, that means mm -hmm. that you, you, you can provide that same value to to other folks. And it's a good test. You know, it's like it's like if you if you were filming something live, right? Like uh, I don't know, so a show or something, and you hear the audience kind of you know clap and engage with a with a joke yeah. or something. You can that translates, you know, like Absolutely. through the camera, sort of a deal, right? And so, I think it's the same when you have those conversations with customers, and they're they're you know maybe they're a little bit upset or frustrated because of certain situation, but then you were able to. Um, kind of answer those questions and and provide the reasoning behind it. I mean that stuff translates. So I think that's smart that you are, that you look at that before you you know that that's one of the measures that you use before you put stuff out there. Um, yeah. Well, and you um, said earlier, Herb, you said like talking about the back to the basics and training and everything, and it's like, well, why not put that 
put that out there in a different perspective too, right? You're mm. you're going back to the basics of what are these things? And people may think they know what ABS is, but do they really? Do they really right. understand it? So yeah, it's um it all kind of circles around to to go back to that basics thing, right? Yeah. So what 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 um I guess just to play devil's advocate on that is um have you ever gotten um um I don't want to say negative because it's it's information, right? You're you're sharing mm -hmm. with the community, but you, have you ever gotten um, some some something back that wasn't maybe favorable to one of your pieces, or somebody maybe retorted, or or um, I don't know, you told something to a customer and, and found out later because this has happened to me. Like I've posted stuff on my YouTube page, and I was like, oh shoot, man, I was wrong about that, and I and I'm like, oh, I gotta, you know, and I gotta fix it. So have you ever been in a situation like that? Because it's it, when it's there, when it's out there. I mean, that's those are one of the risks, right, of, of, of creating content is sometimes you can say something or you you thought maybe you had the answer and it wasn't correct. And now you have to, like, you know, fix it or whatever. You have to backtrack. You have to backtrack yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and apologize. Right, and, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been lucky so far. I've had no real backlash. Um, not that I can't, I can't think of one example, um, but I do run my, um, my videos past people who are ahead of me <laughs> around the dealership. So like I, I had my service manager, you know, check out a couple of them and I had my GSM check out one and just say like, no, did this this feel right like did i say something i shouldn't have said um and they're usually pretty good for uh for having a look i usually record my videos you know um it, it, some of them i try to record them in advance so that they're ready and prepared and i can schedule them so that it's not you know you're taking it up and you're trying to schedule a post at the same time right. so i've got a little bit of leeway time where i can be like can you watch this video in the next couple days and let me know if i you know botched it <laughs> and then uh, i'll redo it if i did but uh yeah so i've kind of got a backup plan <laughs> to make sure i don't do That's that good. but I, I fully expect that it'll happen one day absolutely yeah. you know it's it's cool because and, and i i've talked about this concept as well which is another plus of of doing the the of doing social media and posting and, and kind of kind of uh, you know running with it is that it makes you better, right? Because you're preparing. It's not that you're like rehearsing before you post. I don't, I don't, I don't mean it in that way, but if you're gonna talk about ABS, I'm sure you do a little bit of research before you go out there and, and put that out. Uh, or if you're gonna talk about, uh, you know, a specific feature on a car, then you're, you're probably, you know, uh, are pretty comfortable with that knowledge before you, you, you kind of share it. And if not, I'm sure you'll do research to, to get to where you need to get to before you can, you can share that. And so I think that that's kind of like a, a secondary effect of people that are that are kind of doing this deal on a regular basis on a consistent basis is they're just they're getting better at their craft because through the process of creating these videos and talking about their product and their their services and that sort of thing they're they're learning themselves you know what i mean absolutely you're absolutely right yeah so yeah that's one of the reasons why i love the podcast too like it really was a selfish effort for me in the beginning is because i you know i've taken so many things that i've that i've talked about here and and implemented and and seen results from it and it's been it's been a it's just a, it has accelerated my learning you know what i mean so which is awesome um, yeah for sure all right so i know we're getting close to that time 
Um, uh, I wanted to uh, talk to you about one last thing here before we go into, into my final question. Um, and that's about COVID. I know you talked about it in the beginning and I know we're kind of in a weird place where it felt like we were almost past it. And I just want to kind of get your take on, um, you know, just the, the whole, if you can just wrap it up in some, in some, in some, you know, way, like kind of what, what it's been for you. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, look at your perfect example. You got laid off. Now you're back. You had an amazing month when you came back. Cause you know, the industry like COVID was the biggest blessing in disguise to the automotive industry that a lot, you know, a lot of people haven't really fully um, grasped. Um, and now we're starting to see a little bit of a dip, which is to be expected. And I'm really concerned about, you know, the first three months of, of, of 2021 because not to be the, you know, the doom and gloom guy, but, um, you know, this, the, the signs are kind of, are kind of there. So kind of what, what, you know, like COVID what's it been for you? How's it impacted you? Like, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's been, it's been the most, um, you know, it's been the best, well, how, how long is it? Eight months now, nine months, eight mm -hmm. months, uh, yeah. best eight months of my career, career wise. Uh, it's been the most, um, how do I say this? Um, mentally challenging uh, time, um, in my life, but also the time where I've found the most growth in a lot of ways. So it, it really helped you appreciate what you're grateful for and uh, what you've got around you and, and what you're what you've got in your life which is super cool um, it put put a different perspective on on reality life relationships friendships the whole the whole thing uh, so COVID's been you're absolutely right a blessing in disguise um, in a lot of different ways but you know coming back from being laid off it's it's been the best months of my career the best eight months of my career I've never sold as many cars in, in the last five years. Um, I, I, you know, I, I maximized my sales by, well, maximize isn't the right word, but I, I, I think I sold 150 cars last year and I'm almost at 200 this year. So, wow. uh, it, with that's with taking six weeks off. So it's been great. Um, being able to talk to people, talk, talk to your customers through this, just to call and chat and see how things are going and how are you, how are you guys making out and, uh, puts a different emphasis on your relationships with your customers too, mm -hmm. uh, which I loved because it was a reason to call and talk to somebody. Um, you know, you're all kind of in the same storm together, right? So everybody's feeling it. We're going through a huge inventory crunch right now, um, but I, everybody is. So it's yeah. kind of normal. And and you're absolutely right. The next three months of the industry is it's a little bit scary. Uh, it doesn't look very promising, uh, but you know, you sit back and you do the best you can, and you know, you stay positive and and roll with it because it'll come back. It, it always does, right? Yeah, for sure. And you know, I, I I find a lot of opportunity in 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 downtimes. That's why you know, for me, COVID was was a, an anomaly in the sense that I was I was already thinking about okay you know, it's going to get tight, it's going to get rough. And now it's now we have to start looking at things from a different perspective to find the the opportunities, because there's always mm -hmm. opportunities in down times, right? Absolutely. For the people that are looking at the right way. Um, but man, it, it was surprised, you know, it, I mean, excuse me, it was a surprise. What happened was 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 a surprise. Um, were, were you were you? Um, 
were you kind of expecting the worst and just kind of uh, hunkering down for that? Or did you think that, um, you know, like, especially during that time when you were, when you were laid off, did you, did you think about like, okay, like, I'm you know, career shift, what do I do here? Do I go, you know, like what, what, what were your thoughts on that and that, and that whole process? Oh, my thoughts went a ton of places. <laughs> it was yeah, crazy. Sure. Um, you know, career change never occurred to me. Um, six weeks being laid off, uh, management was always in touch. Um, you know, we weren't left in the dark. Everybody was communicating and, and you know, we, we were all still a team, it felt like, which was good. Um, we basically the whole dealership was laid off and, and where, where we are, we, I mean, everything shut down. So right. nobody was working, uh, for part of that. Uh, then when things started opening back up, you're having, con having conversations, you know, here and there with, uh, with my boss and seeing where things are going and how we're going to look coming back into things. And, uh, it didn't occur to me to, you know, career change or anything like that. It, it never really did. It was in my mind, it was, I'm going to go back to work. I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know what it's going to look like. If it's going to be from home, if it's going to be half days at home, test drives by appointment only what that's going to look like. Uh, and it all changed so quickly, uh, when I did come back, but, I, it was kind of just a, it, it's all a matter of when I go back to work and what the new normal is. Yeah. People are always going to need cars, right? So it, it's not a, it, it's something that is always going to be around, uh, even if it's online, right? We've, we've all been taught to work with e-leads. We know how to, we know how to handle those and uh, we know how to work the phones and people are scared. People were uncomfortable and all you had to do was just calm them down and, assure them everything's getting wiped down. We're cleaning the cars We're you know, we're being super safe appointment only. And, uh, that's kind of where you go, but it, it just, it kind of shifted so fast that your thoughts and your feelings just didn't really have time to keep up. You just kind of rolled with it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm looking at it like it's December. How was that almost a year ago that this all happened? It's like COVID has been the slowest months of my life, but also has gone by faster than any year that yeah. I could ever think about. It's weird. Yeah. No, I, 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 I yeah, I'm, I definitely mirror that, that sentiment, that last part there for sure. It's, it's, it's been, it's been a crazy year for sure. But you know, every year there's some sort of a, a, you know, it's not a COVID type of a year, but there's ups and downs, right? So it's just, of course, you know, we got to go, we got to just kind of go through, through it, through the motions. So dude, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. It's been a really good conversation. I've enjoyed talking to you. Um, uh, there's one question that I ask everybody that comes on the program, but before we get there, um, I want to give three minutes, tell us about you, you know, do, uh, can people reach out to you? If there's any parting thought, like uh, if there's an up, if there's another mag out there starting today, you know, like what, what's your advice and, and how can we re how can people reach, reach you, connect with you? Um, you know, give us all that jazz. And by the way, we're going to put all that information in the, in the show notes, if you're cool. listening to this in the app and we'll also put it in the description if you're watching this on my YouTube channel. So, um, you know, take it away. Um, well, my, my advice is just, just go for it. Just be okay with seeing your face out there and hearing your voice. And it's weird at first, but I promise that goes away. It's uh, it's something that just takes a little bit of getting used to, but the long-term gains of, of getting over that will be so, so 
beneficial. So it's absolutely worth every, every ounce of that little bit of discomfort at the beginning. So go for it. Um, if you want to, if you want some advice, I'm happy to help out. If you want to talk about, you know, how I do things, I'm happy to help out. If you want to give me advice, super in because I love learning and I, I'll I always, that. I'll always be up for that. So if nobody's you're doing ever this, said that, that's very cool. Right? I like that. Well, it's, the, it's the truth though. I mean, you can always do something better. So yeah. absolutely reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn, um, Megan Brazel, uh, Megan with an H, which is weird, but my mom loved it. So here we are. <laughs> um, you can find your Honda Meg on Facebook, your Honda Meg on Instagram, uh, your Honda Meg on YouTube, which is not a very exciting channel yet, but I'm working on it. And uh, you can you can text me uh, 705-257-0765. Um, you can find me anywhere. You can reach out, message, whatever's easiest, more, most comfortable. I'm super in. I love meeting new people and chatting. So thank you. That's awesome. You know that I love when the guest uh, gives their information, like their, their actual phone number. I'm like, dude, they're serious. So <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. there. It's all yeah. there. Well, it's all my business cards. I figure why not tell everybody, right? <laughs> Right on. Hey, thank you so much for doing this again. I really appreciate it. So there is one question that I ask everybody that comes on the show. And that question is, where do you see the automotive industry headed in the next five years and why? I'm, I feel like I'm going to be um, different than everybody else because I've thought about this question many, many times after listening to your podcast. And love it, love it. I, I'm so I'm a bit old school in a lot of ways. And I love the, the back to the basics um, feeling, right? I, I genuinely have seen so many people say that they wish that like things would just kind of slow down a little bit. Um, whether I actually think this is going to happen or not, I kind of hope and kind of see certain certain things happening where it kind of comes back a little bit, almost like the industry has gone a bit too far with the online presence, with everything being online and buy everything online and do this online, do that online, buy your car online. Um, I don't expect it to come back to where it was, but I do think there will be a bit of a, a step backwards where people say, we were doing everything online for so long during COVID. We want to go in and have an experience with a person. Yes, you can buy a car online. That would be cool. But I don't want to do that. I'm sick of doing that. I've done that for long enough. I want to go talk to a human being and sit in an office and have a face-to-face -face conversation. And maybe that's just me wanting that to, to be the future. But I think there's a part of it that will be. I, dude, I like that. That's such a good perspective. I didn't, you know, like a lot of people are kind of in that boat. You know what I mean? And and. Going to the dealership might be a, a little bit of a break in the <laughs> <laughs> in the staring at a screen world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah probably good. an unpopular opinion, but uh, that's right yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> there it is, everybody. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on the on the, on the show. I really appreciate it, um, everybody. Honda Meg. Um, that's all the time that we have for today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as usual, we'll talk later. We only host the well-respected. The vendor Lexus Nexus. We don't sell digital marketing. What you do? We inspected with our DT vendor management solutions. We come in like the EPA to clear out the pollution. Take the trash. Go keep your PL clean. Your inventory. 
From product pitches, meetings to cost negotiations, your vendors have you swamped. You have cars to sell, but most of your time goes in managing your vendor relationships. Wouldn't it help to have someone navigate the way ahead? Enter Dealer Talk Vendor Management Solutions. A filter between you and your vendor so you only have to deal with what's most important. We inspect your digital data to get optimum results for your money. Here's what we do. Give you an accurate idea of what's working and what's not for every digital service. Get vendors to submit monthly highlights, lowlights, and recommendations. Sift through their data to give you those metrics that matter. Evaluate all package, content, or cost changes and product pitches. Do monthly marketing budget analysis to ensure better ROIs. Finally, we give you concise reports and monthly videos with actionable insights. Now, you can focus on what really matters, selling cars. Contact us today and your first 30 days are free. Let's build your business together.